Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chat Channel. My name is Tim Hayden, and I'll be your host. We have a super show for you today. Our guest is the beautiful and talented Kathy Podwell. Kathy appeared in the 1988 horror film Night of the Demons and the comedy film Beverly Hills Brats. She also had guest appearances on television series, including Valerie, Murder, She Wrote, Beverly Hills 90210, Paradise, Walker, Texas Ranger, and Growing Pains. Kathy is best known for playing Callie Harper Ewing, the second wife of J.R. Ewing in the hit show Dallas. Feel free to make comments or ask questions. Please welcome Kathy to the show. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you, Tim? You're sideways, you might need to turn your- Oh, that's not good. There you go. That better? But perfect. it should rotate, there. There you How's go. That? Okay. That's perfect. Thank you. I'm so good at this. Okay. So how have you been doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, awesome. I mean, it's been, a, it's been a while since Dallas and the other shows, you, I mean, you've been in a lot of other shows. Uh, just thrilled that you're here to talk with us. I'm a huge fan. Thanks, Tim. I usually start out. So um, what was it like for you growing up as far as? Overall, as a, yes. as a child? Yes, nothing specific. Oh, I had an amazing childhood. Um, I grew up, I was born in Chicago, but I, my parents moved to California when I was two because um, the bad storm of 66, my dad was done with Chicago and shoveling snow. And my mom was born in Northern California. So we moved to California. So fantastic. Um, I had an amazing childhood, amazing adolescence. I'm one of the few people maybe on this planet who loved high school. Um, and yeah, so I super blessed. And um, what else can I tell you? <laughs> oh, it sounds great. Uh, did you, uh, do you have any siblings or anything that grew up around you or were you only? I do. He's, I have a brother who's about four and a half years younger than I am. So I sort of, you know, that's a pretty big, um, age difference. So we didn't sync up like at school much or anything like that. Um, he sort of went my father's route, which was, um, he was a football coach, a high school football coach. Uh, my dad was a teacher in high school. My brother's a teacher. So he went that route. And I took my inspiration in the theatrical realm from my paternal grandparents who were veteran theater actors um, from Chicago. So um, my brother and I were, you know, completely different, but I love them to pieces. So that's good. Um, but yeah, so sort of, sort of kind of like an only child. I mean, I, you know, you kind of rotate in your own space. For sure. For sure. I have a big gap. Uh, I've got two younger stepbrothers and so there's a big gap between us. So I understand where you're coming from. Did you, did you take drama in school, high school? I did. I did. I didn't get cast right away. I, I sort of famously tell the story. I was the head of props. And we did the diary of Anne Frank. And on the closing performance, 
I forgot to put the diary out on the table <laughs> for the actor <laughs> to pick up and have this very dramatic scene at the close of the play. Yeah, so, um, so thank God I got cast and got me out of the prop situation and um, the bug bit really hard. So um, I, I played a comedic uh, character and who, who was a crazy funny character and the, the thrill of the laughter washing over me on stage was fantastic. And I actually thought that I wanted, well, I wanted to be an actress even before, you know, probably middle school, but that performance, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a comedic actress. I'm going to find my way to LA someday. And, you know, I'll be in a sitcom. That's what I thought, you know? And I mean, I was lucky enough that I got to be in a few sitcoms. Yes but that I was doing this dramatic role kind of in Dallas. And I say kind of, because I, I do find the humor in my character um, as well. Um, so anyway, I sort of bit the bug and went to college sort of thinking I was gonna do something responsible and major in something other than theater and um, have something to fall back on, as they say. And I got cast in a play my first week of college and declared drama as my major. So that was the end of that. And then made my way down to Los Angeles. Yeah, you went to uh, University of California, Santa Barbara, I believe. I did, I did. And I left early. Can you believe I would leave Santa Barbara early? But I had an opportunity to get to LA and meet up with some, some an agent and some people. So I decided to just go for it. But so Santa what, Barbara, beautiful place to go to school, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What was your first acting job? Was it growing um, I got, so in order to get your... SAG card, I think it's different now, but back in the day, you had to be what's called Taft-Hartley. And that means you, you couldn't get a job until you had your SAG card, but you couldn't get a job without your SAG card. So it was this catch-22. So somebody had to want to hire you so badly that they would pay the penalty um, and then you could get into the union and do this job. So I had a friend that was working on a show a cop show filmed in Chicago of all places. And he said to me, I became friends with the next episode's director and he'll hire you for this small part and you'll get your SAG card. You just have to be a local hire. Do you have anybody you could stay with? And I was like, my whole family, my aunt, my grandparents. So I flew myself to Chicago. And the funny thing about this job was um, there were two young actors that, the show was about they were killers and they you know basically kidnapped me throw me in a van and one of those two actors was Johnny Depp so I got my SAG card working with Johnny Depp which is a really pretty cool thing to say you know what is it um, they say that three is it 360 degrees of Karen, Kevin Bacon or something because where I no, live is where Johnny Depp grew up wait That's oh it. really oh okay so yeah I mean you could go back to Kevin it's very funny with Kevin. It's, I think it's eight degrees of separation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, my point was Johnny Depp is from here where I live in Owensboro. 
I didn't know that. So you talking about just kind of made a connection. That was that's what popped into my head was the Kevin Bacon thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's very fun. Well, you uh, did get your job on Growing Pains as Lydia Shane with Kirk Cameron. Let I me did. just tell you, you had the hottest voice ever on that show. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I had the best time. I remember that audition and I remember that they laughed. <laughs> And you don't know after an audition, you have no idea. For the most part, sometimes you think you did horrible and you did great and you get the job and you're blown away. Um, I somehow felt like, I wasn't sure I was gonna get the job, but I remember distinctly that they laughed at the voice, you know, my choices and yeah, so I got hired. And then that was great because it was one episode gig and it turned into a two-parter. They decided to stretch it out, so. Um, yeah, that was very cool. Very cool. Yes. I just caught both those episodes today. I mean, I've oh, seen them originally, yeah. but I rewatched them today. Oh, that's funny. That's so funny. <laughs> well, then, I mean, you've done, you did some things. I'm going through your TV first. Um, okay. 1988, you landed the role yeah. of Callie Harper in a little show called Dallas, where you stayed till the show ended in 1991. Yes. Did you, did you watch Dallas before you were on the show? No. No. I say no. I know. It's a horrible thing. But I was in high school. I was a cheerleader. I was busy on Friday nights. I was at football games. So my mom watched. And because of the whole, whole Who Shot JR, obviously <laughs> you, you, couldn't, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing or seeing, you know, magazine covers. So I knew what Dallas was. I pretty much knew all of the main players. But when I got cast, I had um, no idea of who was connected to who really. So I went to uh, the mall in Dallas and I bought a big coffee table book and I did some reading of who was connected, who was cheating on who and all of that. So I had an idea and I wasn't a complete idiot when I arrived on set for the first day. But I mean, my character coming from you know, the outs from Arkansas, she had, you know, no need to know all of that, but I just, me personally, Kathy Pobel, I couldn't be trapped in with a question and not have some idea. It'd be too embarrassing. So, I mean, I assume that you did know who Larry Hagman and all of them were from the show before you started. I knew Larry because of I Dream of Jeannie, though huge I Dream of Jeannie fan, huge. Like there's someone who, talk about a comedic trajectory and then pivots and does Dallas. I mean, that to me just right there says, look what an amazing actor Larry Hagman was um, because he was well, so good. The, you had the trifecta both. because you not only get to work with Larry Hagman, Barbara Eden was also on the series when you were on it. Yes. And the amazing Howard Keel. I, yes. you know, I was, I was an MGM musical person. So like seven bride for seven brothers. So I knew Howard. Um, yeah. And Barbara, um, you know, and then of course, I mean, Linda and Patrick, but oh right. Gosh. You're talking the, the lug, the luxury of getting to work with Barbara Belgetti's was um, a beautiful thing. 
you know, there's two names that I've wrote down that I want to ask you about from okay. Dallas, and that was Larry Hagman, and the other one was Barbara Belgetti because she's she was everybody's mama. I mean, yeah, I, I remember on Friday you said you had things to do. Friday, I was the TV kid, so I would always come up, rush home after we go out to eat every Friday, and then I'd watch Deuce of Hazard. Then right after, I'd watch Dallas. <laughs> that is so great. I love it. That. That, and I love that you said she was everybody's mama because she was tender yet firm. I mean, she was just everything. And the way that her, they wrote her character, taking care of my character um, and looking out for her and taking her under the wing. I mean, that's how Barbara and Howard were with me, with me Kathy Podwell. You know, they, they, I mean, I'm going to get all, Period. But um, yeah, it was amazing. It was a beautiful thing. And I, I actually, I talk about it all the time, how everyone took me under their wing. I mean, Larry, most especially, you know, he um, was just a gem of a human being and so good to me. And I will love him forever, for sure. Uh, I, I loved Callie. I mean, definitely loved Callie. Uh, do you remember what your audition was like for that? Did you have to screen with anybody or anything? I do. I do remember because uh, the the first audition was just with the casting director. And I think I was told that this character would be recurring for seven episodes. And I, I just did two scenes. So I really didn't know exactly, you know, you kind of have to, infer certain things and went well obviously and then she called me back and I read with the casting director and Leonard Katzman executive producer and then I came back a third time and read with Leonard and Larry and Larry was sitting right here and I was just starstruck I think because it's Major Nelson this is Larry Hines this is J.R. Ewing sitting right next to me and so as we were talking before we ran the scene or as we were about to run the scene, I just felt my chest just getting red. I could just feel just the red from my chest going up my face. And so we read the scene and it just, it blossomed. There was no hiding my, but it worked for the scene so perfectly. And I think that's what sold Larry on the chemistry was the fact that I had this reaction to him. <laughs> and um, and so, yeah. And I found out, I flew the next day with um, my uh, not quite yet husband, but fiance back to his hometown. And I got a page in the airport. My manager knew I was about to board. And so she paged me in the middle of the airport. <laughs> And went to the phone and she told me I got the job. And then that job, that's those seven episodes, lucky me, turned into three seasons. So pretty, I mean, that, pretty awesome. And and you were in, uh, I mean, three of the most intense seasons. I mean, because during that time, we did lose Barbara. Right. Um, you know, that's a couple, I think there were a couple other that we had lost that had been on. Yeah, Linda and left. Barbara left. Um, I, I wasn't on. Victoria had, I think, the season before left. Um, 
So yeah, I, but I, I mean, I pretty much the whole time I was on, I got to, I worked with Barbara. So um, yeah, I was really lucky. So I didn't feel that void that maybe, you know, like Larry and Patrick or whatever would, would have felt. Well, you worked with four of the most, you know, the top ones, you know, with Linda and Barbara and Patrick and Larry. I mean, yes. And Charlene, I have to say, you know, talking about the original and I, because, you know, I mean, I include her in that like amazing group of like, you know, the, the originals basically. Yeah. So really lucky. Uh, I, I'm trying to get some of them on the show too, by the way. Uh, Sheree's oh, going to come on. Sheree, we haven't set a date, but we're, we're okay. we've been back and forth on the dates because the holidays and everything's messing everything up. But yeah, Sheree says she would be on. Okay. Kelly I was such her. a sweet, Kelly was such a sweet girl on there. I loved, loved, loved when she finally grew her backbone and started showing who she really was to stand up right. for herself. Right. Uh, bizarre question. What do you think she named the baby? Ha! Because you know, when you look at it, it just says baby, baby, baby. It doesn't say anything else. I know. And I couldn't remember. Was it ever said if it was a boy or a girl? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember. It was a boy. Time. It yeah. was a boy. I asked. So I have my dear friend. I have to give a shout out to my dear friend, Alan Katan. I'm sure he's watching. Um, I had to ask Alan, who's, I go, I defer to Alan all the time question don't remember a scene or a connection or a storyline i asked him and i was like is it what's it a boy or a girl and he's like boy so yes you are correct sir it is a boy um well the funny thing is my husband of 33 years was the female gentleman that callie drives away with when jr decides not to go oh, after really? callie. that they used my real life husband And so that was 91. A year later, I actually did have a boy whose name is Dakota. So I don't think Callie, well, maybe Callie would have named a boy Dakota. Yeah, that would have worked maybe. Um, But no, that's a really good question. And I've never thought about that. (laughs) I've often wondered because, you know, you were talking about not when JR got shot. I mean, they even wrote a song about that. (laughs) Really? Yes, it was a t- it was a top hit song. Yeah, yes, yes. You have to look it up. It's I had no idea. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, wow. it was a con- country song. Uh, I mean, it's oh. funny because they say, "Could it be uh, John Ross?" Or you know, the, the song. It's really funny song. I think but it's called "Who Shot Jr." I think somebody actually told me about it. I don't think I've ever heard it, so I will definitely look it up. Yeah. Well, you returned to Dallas in 2013. Unfortunately, I say that. I mean, I'm yeah. glad you were on, but unfortunately for, for the loss of Larry Hagman, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I know as a fan, like I said, I watched as a kid, that had a huge impact on me when we lost him. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Thanksgiving is my fate, was my favorite holiday, but Larry passed around Thanksgiving. My father passed around Thanksgiving. So I try to like, Oh, wow. but yeah. So um, yeah. Tremendous loss. Um, felt very blessed that we got him a little bit longer than maybe 
we would have if he didn't have his uh, transplant. So, um, but yeah, devastating. I was I was honored to be asked to be there at the funeral episode, um, but it was it was it was such a mix of emotions that day that we filmed because obviously, you know, well, missing Larry. When Larry died, they took a huge break, and understandably, before yeah. they decided how they were going to come back. And right. when they came back was that right. memorial. And I know that had to be difficult for you as a person, not as an actress, just as a person to be Correct. there. Very somber okay. on set. It was, that's what I'm saying. It was this mixture of very somber, but also... I was seeing Patrick for the first time in a long time and I, you know, and Linda. And so, so it was such a mix of emotion because of the loss. It was weird being there without Larry. It felt so right to be amongst like, like getting back up on that horse. Like it felt really natural to be standing there as Callie with them, which was an amazing feeling but also the void of Larry not being there. Yeah, it was, it was very, it was very somber. Well, I sure. think one of the, one of the major scenes in the, in that was when you, Callie, Sue Ellen and Mandy Winger were all talking. He said, Sue Ellen, it's all your fault that I married JR. <laughs> <laughs> I think she told me, I'll have to ask Alan. Did she, did, did Linda, tell, I mean, Sue Ellen tell Callie to get married? Yeah. I think I remember that Lynn, uh, Sue Ellen, I see I keep calling Linda Kathy, Sue Ellen, Callie, Sue Ellen telling Callie like how to make it work with JR. You know, she was giving yes. me tips and pointers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and earlier in the original, she gave you advice as well, you know, about it. She said, you need to look out for yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's what I'm talking about. Mostly like that, those scenes with her were so much fun and amazing. And I was so lucky that even though my character, you know, circled JR, that I got to have scenes with, with everyone. I really did, yes. but especially Linda, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, everybody was expecting Sue Ellen to snap on Callie and she did the opposite she more or less tried to take care of Callie and I love I that I love that I know I do too I do too uh where do you think Callie is today I know she moved to Florida I think she's um, married and happy with kids and... yes I'd like to say I'd like to think so I, but I, I wonder yeah I think so I'll just, I'll just go with my life, you know, three kids, Perfect. happily married for 33 years and um, yeah, no, re no regrets, you know, in that way. I'm sure very grateful for the, her time with JR because uh, she got a great son. So. And uh, do you think that they could actually redo Dallas like they did Dynasty? I do. I do. I do. And my friend that I mentioned before, Alan Catan, um, wrote a, a, a synopsis of an idea of a, I don't know if it would, I mean, it could be stretched out into a series, but I think the idea is maybe, uh, you know, a small, what are they, what's it called, Alan? Uh, you know, it's like a limited series kind of thing. Right. 
Right. But just a little. He, he has some amazing scenarios and ideas. And I was saying, just find somebody to financially back it. I think there would definitely be an audience for that. Um, well, a lot of, uh, I know that some soap operas have a show called Venice that, um, and uh, another, I know somebody else who's making a movie here locally, they use Indiegogo to raise money from right. fans. Right. You might look into that. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's a great way to make money to get something. And, and now would be the time to do it because all of the original Dallas fans are still around to help chip in on that. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Okay, something to think about. I'll have to talk, consult with my uh, my go-to guy, but yeah, that sounds great. Just remember me when it comes to all the celebrities, <laughs> I want to talk to them. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll put in a good word, Tim. Thanks. In 1991, you were nominated for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Primetime Series. You were up against Joan Van Ark and Michelle Lee, and ultimately Michelle ended up winning, but what was that like? I mean... Oh, it was amazing. It was, it was pinch yourself. We sat at the table, my husband and I, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah, it was... It was, um, it, it was if I had to... I hate to say the word lose, but if I had to lose to someone, oh, yeah. one of either of those Ellie, women. Yes. You know. <laughs> well, every time I hear anybody say, oh, it's just an honor to get nominated, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it's it's true. And it is. <laughs> what, it, what percentage of, I mean, this is how I looked at it. I looked at it, was what percentages of actors get to make a living from acting what they love to do, number one, be grateful for that. And number two, then kind of reach the Super Bowl of acting in some sort of way, any sort of award or recognition is like icing on the cake, you know? Well, that wasn't just any nomination. That was the top female award ever. So, you know, and you think about, you're talking about the odds, that's three people out of, how many hundreds or thousands of actors? Right. right. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it was it was an honor for sure, for sure. Well, you also did Beverly Hills Nano Two One Zero with the phenomenal Burt Reynolds. Yes, that had to be so much fun. I mean, I, I watched it today too, and it, it had to be so much fun doing that. It was well the whole the whole show, the cast. I mean, Nano Two One Zero cast. So nice. I love them. I mostly worked with the boys. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, n- have nothing but wonderful things to say. Um, and that happened to be Jason Priestley's directorial debut. So that was really fun to be, you know, sort of part of his inaugural directing uh, job. And um, yeah, to get to meet Burt Reynolds at the end. Smoking the Bandit, you know, again, you know, I was a fangirl trying to be cool and not like geek out on the fact that like there's Burt Reynolds, but um, yeah, it was great. It was really fun. I, I have that, uh, cont- that understanding of control every episode I have with a celebrity like you on here. I have to calm maintain. down. Yes. Well, you're, 
because you're genuinely a fan, especially, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, if you love the show that you're the person you're in, I mean, it's a very, yes. you know, you welcome them into your life, into your home, into your, I mean, there's shows that I can't stop thinking about, <laughs> you know, characters I can't stop thinking about. So it's a really weird thing to just, you know, and, and I think at the time, if I had to look back, I was, I was really, I was good. I, I kept it tame. I was professional, you know, I freak out about it more now looking back on the people I worked with than at the time, at the time I was right. like, okay, very cool. Got this job to do working with some really great people and let's get this done. But now I go, Oh my God, I worked with Martin Sheen and Mark Hamill and, Forget yeah. about the whole cast of Dallas, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's why I did the show because fans like me, I mean, I'm a huge TV movie buff. Uh, I won't say I've seen everything because I'm not, but I try to see as much as I can. There's and I so love much it. to see, Tim. There is. Too much. Too, too much. To wonder because we lose touch with our celebrity fans, the celebrities that we like, like you, yeah. you know, some people at Dallas they didn't catch you in the movies that we're going to talk about here in a minute. And right. uh, not just you, other people. I, 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 I have soap opera. I'm a fan of all of it. <laughs> I feel like I don't have any regrets. I mean, I was super blessed because once I started working, I worked solid for five years and then I decided on my own to take time and have a family and I also kind of decided because both 90210 and my Walker, Texas Ranger episode, I filmed after I already had um, kids and the travel, the, the uncertainty of like how like 90210 was extended an extra week. We had to refilm a couple of scenes. So that was like, I don't have childcare for next week, <laughs> you know, like, right. Uh, you know, so it really made me think, okay, let me just focus on this mom thing. And I can always go back to acting. I can act when I'm 80. So I've been saying that and sort of like, now's my time. My last kid went off to college a couple of months ago. So it's like so, trying to wrap my head around what it would look like to try to get back to work a little bit. So but we might be seeing a little more of you then. I hope so. Hopefully. I hope so. I hope so. Well, I know early on you uh, played Judy in Night of the Demons, the original. What yes. was it like doing a horror movie? So. In your Alice I, in Wonderland dress. Right. Very cool that it was Alice in Wonderland. I love that. Um, I, I remember thinking when I booked it, of course, my first real job, other than the Johnny Depp sad card, I said, of course, it's a, it's a, it's a horror film. You know, it's an 80s horror film. Of course it is. Um, but the, the greatest thing was I said to myself, okay, you've got this. You're the lead in a, a film. I quit my waitressing job and I put it out into the universe. I said, this is going to be my last day and I'll never go back to waitressing because I'm going to work. And so, I don't know, I put it out into the universe and I was lucky and I, then I worked solid for the next five years. And doing that horror film, 
it was kind of like, um, I always say we were like the R gang of horror film. Like we came together, um, Kevin Tenney, who directed it, it was his, um, his sophomore film. Um, most of us, except for Linnea Quigley, who'd already been an established screen queen for years, screen queen, um, we were all sort of unknown. It was our first job. So we came together like, we're gonna put on a horror film. And I remember thinking, this is not just some low budget horror film, which it was at the time, it was low budget. Um, the, the camera work, the photography, the setups for the shots were beautiful. I mean, you go back and you look at that film, the makeup, the practical make makeup that Steve Johnson did is, is out of this world. I mean, it's a fun, campy horror film. And if you like fun, campy horror, 80s horror films, I think it's pretty, pretty fantastic. And well, I was not, honored to be, you know, part of it. You were not only us, that didn't only make you a scream queen, that also made you a final girl. It did. Good point, Tim. You've got to Good. remember that. I know. That is a pretty elite group to be a part of. That Jamie is Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Judy, I can't think of her last name from Friday the 13th, the first one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. There's only yeah. six or seven final girls and you're one of them. No, it was really cool. And you were saying that it was kind of a low budget. Well, it may have been low budget, but it has a huge cult following now. I know. It's crazy. And, uh, I mean, like Hellraiser. It was a under budget movie. And I'm looking at it now. I mean, it, it's had a huge following. Yep. I'm a yep. horror fan person, so. Oh, I didn't nice. know that. Wow, Tim. I'm just like Pinhead's. checking off all the boxes here. <laughs> Pinhead's my dude. I love, love him. Who? Doug Bradley is awesome. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. For how, Doug how Bradley. Are, yeah. Have you ever met him? He does? Yes, Pinhead. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. No, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get him on the show. I'm trying, oh. I'm trying to like, like, I told him, I told him, I told him, like, do more than tell him. <laughs> <laughs> he's very busy i think he does a lot of conventions so yes he does yeah and, and believe it or not it, it surprised me at his age he listens to alternative rock oh he, he posts a lot of it on his instagram when he goes why to does that surprise concerts. you why does that surprise you just because he's older and it's, oh. it's you know it's just not something you would put with an older person i mean it's pretty hard oh. rock yeah oh <laughs> Pretty hard. I mean, that's what I say. Good for him. And, you know, he's <laughs> going to the concerts and having a good time. Yeah. All for that. Keeping him young. Exactly. Well, then you're in a movie called Beverly Hills Brats with just a few people we know, like uh, Martin Sheen, Natalie yeah. Schaefer, who was Miss Levy Howell on Gilligan's Island, Peter Billingsley, who was Ralphie on A Christmas Story, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Bert Young. <laughs> Bert Young. I mean, there was, there's more. There's more. I, I just couldn't list them all because, I, uh, I mean, Natalie Schaefer. I, that had to oh. be phenomenal. I Huge. I mean, the others too. To but I mean, even she did so much before Gilligan's Island. So, yeah. you know, she's what I call a classic. And Very to me, a classic like that would just be a dream come true. Yes, it was. 
she was you're a legend she's a classic sorry (laughs) right (laughs) that's a good legend classic i like that that works yeah Uh, i mean you are legendary me you're talking about me i thought you meant barbara's legend i'm not legendary she's classical you're legend callie come on no no yes i'm honored that's very sweet of you. I thought you were talking about Barbara. Barbara. No. Tim. Oh, she I is a legend, a- but she's a classic legend. I mean, because she was like in the age of Hollywood, the golden age of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Hitchcock girl. Right. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, that's very sweet of you, but I was a lucky actress who happened to luck out and work with some amazing people. And so maybe if I get back, I have to get back to work and do some stuff, and then maybe I'll do something l- worth being legendary. Yeah. Well, I mean, and two, you when you pick your roles, you seem to be very tasteful about them. You you don't do anything that's out there or showing yourself up or anything like that, and, and that's respectable. That's very respectable. I was really lucky that in that I had a um, an ally in the director Kevin Tenney for the horror film because the character they wrote that she was supposed to go topless, and I thought I was going to have to turn it down. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. And I think you know he was he was committed to having me play the role, and so I just could get dressed and be in a bra fine well, it was still so, tasteful you know t- yeah it was tasteful you know. it was tasteful yeah i mean so it could have been the other poor other girl who had to oh, I, I, bear I, everything throughout the movie <laughs> yeah. I mean, poor oh, girl. yeah forget even the topless part i didn't have to do any of that prosthetic makeup i didn't have to be burned i didn't i i I always say I got a few smudges at the end, you know, but. Yeah, but you had to get be black and bruised from that, I mean, all that climbing and pulling and tugging they were doing on you. It, I, you know, I don't remember being, I was pretty athletic. So I think that I felt like, yeah, I got this. I, uh, there was nothing I could complain about from that movie because I didn't have to sit in the makeup chair for eight hours to get it on and eight hours right. to take it off. So I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Bang me up and scratch at me. Fine. You know, so no complaints. Yeah. But you had to climb that wall at the end where old dude reached out and said, climb girl. The barbed wire. <laughs> yes. Barbed. Yeah. Do you prefer, do you like horror genre? I love it. I do. Or would you prefer doing a different genre? I mean, if you had a choice. Oh, because... I, you know, that's the thing. That's the funny thing about being an actress is the variety. And if if you're lucky enough that you get to play variety, that's the best. So scream a lot in a horror film and be scared. So much fun, so challenging, you know, to be scared of things that you don't really see and come up with that. Cry throughout a whole episode of Dallas because your character is being mistreated by the great J.R. Ewing. Um, Be the silly girl with the voice who Kirk Cameron is 
eyeing at the dance. You know what I mean? So I, I had fun. I've had fun at every job I've ever done. I mean, honestly, I don't, I can't think of a time that I was getting to be a paid actress and that I wasn't happy. So. All right. Well, I mean, that you, well, everything you just listed shows how versatile you are. I mean, you've done comedy, you've done horror, you could do the, the silly, you, you uh, pulled one over on 90210, you know, had them believe in that it was somebody else the whole time. You know, you've played pretty Thanks, much Tim. most of the roles. You want to be my agent? Sure. <laughs> sure. Come on, give me some work, Tim. I absolutely <laughs> will. It, <laughs> if I lived in California, New York, I would, or Chicago in Atlanta, because yeah. those two are coming up too pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, for sure. Uh, my daughter, my daughter goes to school in Chicago, so. I would love to go work in Chicago, hang out with her. So, for sure. Could you yeah, handle those sure. snows? Could you handle the winters again? She's never gone through a winter and it's just kind of starting the last couple of weeks. So far, so good. So I, so I am yeah. in Kentucky, so I am a state below her. Yeah. So I, I, I know how bad it gets up there sometimes. Yes. Well, it's the wind, it's the cold. The, bone chilling wind more than even the, the snow yeah, you coming know? off those lakes yes uh are your children interested in acting nope i nope. have no it's well, i mean the closest i think is my youngest who wants to be uh, an animator and so she's at art school wants to be an animator so she'll come back and you know she'll live in la hopefully um and pursue a career in animation. And then my middle daughter is a preschool teacher and my oldest is a rancher and friends, livestock, regenerative, regenerative livestock program in Colorado. So no acting. And you have a right to be proud of all of them because one helps feed the, feed the world, one helps teach right. the world and one is going to school to help entertain the world. I love that, Tim. You're gonna make me cry. That's so I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean that is so I love that. Your young is going into animation. That is the field to go into right now with all the Marvel and DC. Well, even other shows they're having to do yeah. the green screens in. So yeah. you know yeah. that's if she can do it, that's she's doing good. I know. She can. I believe in her. She's gonna do great things. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I love, I love my kids. They're, they're, they're fantastic human beings. So that's pretty much all you can ask for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, so what do you do during your free time? Cook, anything like that? I, I cook because I, my mom lives with us. She has Alzheimer's. So she's been living with us for six years. So I have my mom, my husband, one of my daughters is home. The youngest, like I said, just left. So I always had a full house. So I'm always cooking. Um, I love to, I was a drama and dance major. Um, and so I've been dancing with a mom's hip hop group for almost 15 years off and on. So I do hip hop dance and I'm, my other girlfriend got me into roller skating. So we're roller skating and doing roller dance. Um, and I like yoga. So if I can get out of the house, it's usually to go do something physical. 
Have you ever thought about coaching? Um, no, I don't have any. I'm not, no, I'm not knowledgeable enough to, yeah, be able to do that. Well, that's your opinion. I could channel my dad and he, you know, because he was a coach, but no, not, probably not so good at that. So do you have anything coming up that you could talk about? Um, I've got a couple I've got a couple of things in the works. Um, I have a short called The Grave Reckoning um, that we're due to film next year. Um, Something also possibly in the works, um, The Tie That Binds Us, is that what it's called? (gasps) Uh, So if that that gets picked up. The Secret That Binds Us. The Secret That Binds Us, thank you. I can't believe I almost, the tie that binds us. Yeah, The Secret That Binds Us. Um, And then a few other projects that may or may not come to fruition that I think are on my IMDb. Um, And some of them look very good. They sound very good. Yeah, some of them, oh yeah, they're gonna be, they're gonna be great. It's just like, if all the financing comes together, it's gonna be amazing for sure. Does it hurt that Brian need to try the Indiegogo? I mean, I know. I know. Be a star anyway. It is a great way to raise. He could raise so much and find someone else to help with the other. Right. Really good. Twerked out. Right. Right. Well, Kathy, thank you for being here talking with me today. Thanks, Tim. I I hope you come back. What? You'll have what? I said, I hope you'll come back. I will come back. Um, I'd love to. Hopefully I'll come back and I'll have something to talk about. Well, you, you still have plenty to talk about because I didn't only went through a few of your uh, resume career that you had. So, I mean. Okay. Well, yeah. well, we'll definitely, we'll pick this up next time and we'll go forward for sure. Well, if you'll hang out in the waiting room for just a couple of minutes, I'll be right back there. Just a second. Okay. Thanks, Bye. I'd like to thank Kathy Podwell for being here today chatting with us. I'd like to thank the Necrotizing Fasciitis Foundation for sponsoring our show. For more information on Necrotizing Fasciitis, please visit www.neckfasci.org. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel for more upcoming episodes, and please remember to be kind to one another. Till next time, have a great day.